presence. Hallelujah. 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 Lift up your hands. The Bible says lifting up holy hands, praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We come before you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are our everything. We're here for you. Tomorrow we'll be there for you to worship. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, your name at my residence is to be praised. And my church is to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. For the Lord is good and his mercy and yours forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be continually in my mouth. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. All sickness and disease is arrested in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we lost our sound guy again. Let's see. Give him a scripture. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I shared a few weeks ago on, you may be seated, by the way. I shared a few weeks ago on, you are the extent of your vision and all the talking that you do about yourself. You are the extent, the end result. Today, the Spirit of God made a calculation, zoop, boom, and you are today the sum total of all your thoughts. If we could open up to Mark chapter 10, 46 to 52. I'll do it that way today. Hallelujah. Sum total of all your thoughts. Sum total of, uh, of what you are thinking in your heart. Folks, I know uh, some of us deal with rejection. Some of us deal with uh, um, grief or uh, different things going on in our hearts that, that would, that when you are by yourself and there's nobody around, that is the sum total of what you believe, what you're doing at that time in your home or wherever you are in your car. If you're mad at God, I used to do that. Uh, I used to be so mad at God back then. Be, remember I shared with my mother's situation and, uh, you know, I was 16 at the time, driver's license, and I was mad as a hornet because this wasn't working out, this wasn't working out, this wasn't working out. I actually started uh, to uh, go on a hunger strike trying to move the hand of God. Come on, come on. And I did that. I did that. I was into it for three days. And uh, I think God had mercy and said, you know, the guy's serious. You know, we're going to sell that bakery. Don't worry. You're going to get out of there. I thought I'd live and die being a baker because my parents were sick and who's going to run the bakery and all that kind of stuff. And so you know how miserable you feel when you know you're not where you're supposed to be, especially in Prince George of all 
No, it's, it's a nice town, but, but you live there and you think you're going to die and you, because your parents, uh, the decisions they made for you, and I love my parents, don't get me wrong. I honored my mother for, uh, as did Pastor Diana when, when she was on her deathbed. All along, we've honored our parents and so forth. Uh, but my dad died at, fi at age 55 of a massive heart attack because of this bakery thing. And so I wanted out. I wanted, you know, they were sick. And it was just, it was just a, uh, uh, you know, one of these things where you just couldn't seem to break the bondage of that. And so I started the starvation. At the end of that, three days into it, we had a buyer for the bakery. I do not recommend that. Do not go on a hunger strike. To m but it just so happened that, that it happened that way. I believe in fasting, uh, a controlled fast and so forth, to, f to uh, uh, see things happen in your life. And that's why we fast at the beginning of the year, to put God first. We're going to spend that time. We dedicate it to you. Everything is first. That's what the tithe is all about. We love you, Lord, and it's reflected in our checkbook that you are first, not Costco or anything else. You receive that from us as a heart of gratitude. And that, I'll tell you what, the more you love God, it's, uh, you know, 10% is like, pfft, he takes a 90, he works miracles. He works miracles. And, and just all of a sudden you get this deal and that deal. And how would you get that? How do you do that? How do you get everything paid off? And it's because you put God first. Nobody that's ever truly put God first. I'm talking not just, okay, God, the pastor said, I'll go do it. A little bit better. No, but somebody that has actually put God first ends up triumphing in every area of their life. Amen. And so the vision that you have of yourself uh, by the words that God spoke over you, we want to keep on going on that theme right now. I remember one evangelist said to a man that had sore feet. He hadn't walked on his feet for a long time. And this evangelist said to him, you go out and buy a new pair of shoes that you like. He wasn't able to wear shoes. And so in obedience to having a vision of having nice shoes on his feet, he went out and bought the shoes that he wanted, not these old sluffy, whatever, the moccasins or whatever he was wearing, just to, so he can get around. And went out, bought that. He came to the evangelistic meeting, and when they w wanted to pray for his legs, he took off his socks, and all these corns fell out of the socks. He was already healed. Because he saw himself, he decided, I'm going to believe the man of God. I'm going to, your toe is healed in Jesus' name, sister. Hello, Renee. Your toe is healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Believe that today. Believe that it can, it can get back together and, and just boom, like that, in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And so we want to see what moved God in a certain situation. I want, want you to move uh, over to, in, no, that's Hebrews. I want to go to the other one. In Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Verse 45. I have to go 46. It says, Then they came to Jericho. As he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, uh, and a great crowd was with him. Why were they with him? Because he's done a, a lot of miracles already. Uh, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard, when he what? 
heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, saying, Jesus, son of David, have pity and mercy on me. When he heard. So he, he's by the wayside. He can't see, but he can hear. He can hear conversations of people. And again, go back to the woman with the issue of blood. She, when she heard of Jesus, first comes the hearing. First comes, what is it that you believe of Jesus? What is your Jesus all about? Is he sitting at, at the throne of God just judging you all the time? And, and is he the author of your, your problems? Or is he, did he, and I believe he did, did this man, blind as he was, did he hear information and now he has to process it in his mind? He has to create in himself the, the, the because right like today, you're going to hear different things. You can Google and they'll say crazy things about Jesus. And you must decide not to look at that or must decide, no, I believe the scriptures and the spirit, the word and the spirit agree. And Jesus was good. He went around healing and, and doing good and setting people free of the devil. That's my Jesus. That's the one I worship. Yeshua HaMashiach. And there's so many uh, different names of God. I believe there's close to 100 names of God that, that depict his action. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, that's a no-brainer. What, what can we draw out of that? Hmm, I wonder how, if he has anything to do with physical healing. No, 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 just the spirit man. Absolutely not. Because all through the Bible, healings manifested in, in the physical realm, in the mental realm, because there was people that were tormented by devils. Others were lunatics. They, they, uh, others they threw themselves in the fire, uh, driven by demon, demon, sickness and disease. You know, don't try to... Um, cast out a devil every time you see a sick person, but sickness and disease are closely related. And it's, there is times where you will know that person has a demon or a dumb spirit or something. You will know it if you are casting the devil out of somebody. And don't be afraid of that. You, you know, just in the name of Jesus, demons tremble at the mention of his name. And so we have such a wonderful Lord. So he heard. He, he heard this information about Jesus, and I guarantee you, because there's tons of people that, that, that would also not like Jesus, that made statements against Jesus, but he assessed, if there's ever a Savior and his name is Jesus, then I'm going to, I'm going to get in there just like buying shoes. I'm going to do something. I'm going to uh, um, uh, set the wheels in motion to get out there and get what I need. And so when he came by, he knew enough to call him, Jesus, son of David. What does that have to do? That means he's the Messiah. He saw him beyond a physical Jesus into um, Old Testament scriptures, uh, which, which how he maybe had somebody read to him, but he saw the fuller revelation of Jesus as the son of David, who is the Messiah, who heals the sick. He, that's all in the Old Testament too. The Messiah, what the Messiah would do when he comes. The Messiah is a healer. The Messiah uh, is the one that does good. 
Surely goodness and mercy follow you. There's uh, uh, Psalm 23. I'm sure you knew that one too. There's healing bread on the table. In the midst of enemies, there's a table set, a banqueting table for everybody to get something. And I'll tell you what, when you're blind, you're missing life. And so there's something, um, whether you're physically or spiritually blind, what are we missing that would keep us away from shouting, Son of David! I, what is it that you need? I need that job. I need to hear better. Son of David, I came to your word, and I need peace. I need, I need uh, my family restored. Son of David, Messiah. So when he's coming by, it's so cool. He has already decided, I don't care what people do to me. I'm going to call out and many uh, severely, verse 48, censored and reproved him, telling him to keep still, but he kept on shouting all the more. I like his attitude. Can you pick out his attitude? I'm going to go on a three-day hunger strike. We're getting this done. I mean, I saw faith as a, as a Baptist boy. I can't get into all the details. Not right now. It's too embarrassing what I wanted to, um, to have changed on my physical body. And so I basically sat there at night and I said, you know, blah, 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 Lord, heal this and this and that or fix this and that. And when I woke up in the morning and nothing happened, no! And then I was mad at God again. But at least I saw it in the Bible that you could ask God for something. Since then, we went to Ramah and learned what faith is all about. Faith calleth those things that are not as though they were. Faith speaks the victory. You know, wherever we go, speak the victory, shout the victory. But this man isn't even there yet. He's still at a, at a place where he has such a desire and such a passion to get what he needs from God that he's not going to let any man uh, shut him up. And what's really interesting, and if you go back to verse 43, here's the disciples, Jesus' own disciples, who's seen healings. Here's a man calling to Jesus to get the job done, and, uh, and they censor him and say, shut up, basically. Don't shout that loud. And he said, no, no. He, I don't know what the deal was with the disciples. They didn't want children to come to Jesus. They didn't want the sick to come to Jesus at times. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't you know, affect them because they had to go to the mall or you know, go shopping and eating after, after the service or whatever. But it's like, don't bother the master. But just before this account, Jesus says in verse 43, but this is not to be so among you. Instead, whosoever desires to be great among you must be the servant. And whoever wishes to be most important and first in rank among you must be a slave to all. For the Son of Man came not to have service rendered or to have bodyguards or to have people. Uh, he didn't come for the healed. He came for the sick. All right. So he said uh, not to have service rendered to him, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So that was Jesus' heart. And as soon as he heard blind Bartimaeus uh, sharing his heart's desire, calling him, you're the answer that I was looking for. As soon as he heard that, Jesus stopped. Just like the woman the woman that had that issue, she was bleeding for 12 years. She reached the hem of his garment, which was a, a tassel was there. They, 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 you can look it up. On, you can Google it. You can see they sold wings on their 
uh, garments. Out of, why, why would you sew kind of a flappy thing looking like a wing? Because it's supposed to symbolize healing. He's going to come with healing in his wings. So, so I'm walking behind Jared, and he's got this flappy thing. Oh, yeah, my covenant with God. Healing in the wing. And then I look down at the bottom of, of Lynn's. Oh, look at that blue tassel at the bottom of that garment. If I touch that, it's like touching and standing on the covenant and the word of God that I have. Why did she not just, the woman with the issue of blood, it says she came in the press behind. She was uh, she basically, and I shared this before, I said, try it in an elevator, a packed elevator. Get down and try to reach for someone's, someone's uh, tassel or something on the the shoe on the bottom of his foot or something like that. It's hard. She's like Bartimaeus. She's putting the effort in. I, I could get killed for being out here, or I can, I'm going to get healed. I know this Jesus. Jesus, son of David. I'm going to come in. And she's pushing through the crowd, crawling through the crowd, until she reaches this blue tassel on the hem of his garment and says, if I but touch the tassel, not the elbow, not his head, not his hand, the tassel. Why the tassel? Because the Old Testament tells you what the tassel is. The tassel is a type of the Word of God. The, ta- the tassel is, and uh, I don't want to uh, kind of jump in between two stories here. It's in uh, Numbers. Just look up the word tassel. You'll find it there in Numbers. And that's what she did. She reached down just like Bartimaeus. Are you kidding me? Jesus! As loud as he could. That, to me, is a man of integrity, a man who's, who's, this is the kind of guy Jesus can use. His connection with Jesus is not passive. His, he's aggressive to get from Jesus to be freed from the kingdom of darkness and be whole. Hallelujah. But there's more. And many, uh, okay, got after him, and Jesus stopped, verse 49, and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, telling him, Take courage, get up, he is calling you. Now here comes a very important act. How you see yourself is huge. And throwing off his outer garment, he leaped up and came to Jesus. Outer garment, what they had as beggars, uh, I don't believe they were assigned but as a beggar, because he's out in the elements, it was a symbol of poverty and sickness and dependency on somebody else. Amen? It's like, like if you're healed and you still walk around with a crutch, we'll all be scratching our head. It was a crutch in life. Here, blind Bartimaeus is declaring, Son of David, I know what you're able to do. Just like the centurion, I know who you are. You are a covenant-keeping God. You healed in the old, you're going to heal in the new because that's your nature. Nature. That's what you do as, in German, he's called der Heiland, the healer. And that's what you do. Amen? I run to Jesus. And so what does he have? He th- he's in the valley of decision. Do I take my coat with me? Because, you know, it, what if... What if what if I don't get healed? Well, there's none of that going on. He is leaving his beggar life behind. I'm not going to be a beggar anymore. 
those steps that he took towards Jesus, throwing off his coat uh, with the risk of not getting it back because there was a crowd around him and somebody could run off with it. Some other beggar could have it. But that is, again, the, uh, the uh, statement of faith from this man that I am not returning to my place on the street with my coat, which is a sign of poverty and sickness and dependency on others. It's a shameful thing. I am not going back. Off with the coat. And he's coming to Jesus with a decision, I'm not going to return. That's faith. That's faith. Hallelujah. Praise. How do you feel? <coughs> I don't know. Well, go to Jesus. I shared before that the, the uh, ten... Um, gentlemen with leprosy they all came to jesus and he he again a leprosy colony was an outcast colony where you were separated from the people you were not allowed to go down the streets you because uh, your body parts might fall off you you cannot go there or you would be uh, you were uh, supposed to show yourself to the priest you had to be in a colony where you are separated, shamed. Your family was gone. Your finances were gone. Your house was gone. Uh, everything was gone. And you were in this horrible place with other people. And so 10 of them came to Jesus, the 10 lepers, and they stood there. And, and Jesus, what did he do? He prayed for them. And they did not see or Jesus did not see a healing, it says, as they began to go, they were cleansed. He just, by the obedience of the Father, boom, 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 prayed for ten, and as they went, one finally turned back and says, I'm healed. But again, those are the steps of faith. If you're believing God for, uh, let's, let's get out of the healing area, believing God for finances, number one, have you thrown off that garment of of uh, your old life, your old sinful life? Have you thrown it away to say, Jesus, I depend on you? Have you put him first place in your life, let's say in finances, with your tithe, which is 10 off the top so the blessings won't stop? If you don't, then we can't open the door. That is what Jesus said. Get me involved in your finances. 10 off the top so that I can get involved with your finances. Amen? I can't change that. I'm not going to change that. We are today where we are at because we're tithers and givers far above 10%. And so where are we at today? Well, we're doing good. Amen. And, but we've got to keep going. We've got to keep, uh, we, you just don't, well, I, I did that back in 1962, whatever. No, I'm doing it now, every day. Jesus first. I checked my checkbook. Jesus first. And it's as we went, even if we still had some bills to pay, somehow it's going to get paid. Somehow that's going to be taken care of. Somebody's going to do something because we, first of all, over here, before we saw the end result of everything coming together, we made a decision to throw off our coat and follow Jesus. In fact, when you do communion, it says you can't drink the cup of devils and the Lord at the same time. And to know to do something and not do it is sin. And so uh, we don't want that. We want a full load of the life of God. Hallelujah. Believe in God. I'm, 
I'm standing for, you know, finances in this area, this area, whatever. It, it just, uh, we've we got to go forward. And every time it seems like, uh, wow, another step. Hallelujah. Praise God. And it's the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter until the noonday. Until basically when he comes. The path gets brighter. The way of the transgressor is hard. Christians should not have a hard life. Hardness should end with every one of you today. If there is hardness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hardness ends today. Hardness ends today. The way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the righteous is peace. The path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's a word for somebody today. That's a word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we stand before the return of the Lord, here we stand. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, let me receive my sight. What a wonderful, even Jesus still had to, uh, had to there's, there's something to you releasing words, saying, I believe, I receive my healing in Jesus' name. What do you want me to do? Well, what's the matter with you? Can't you see I'm blind? No, that's attitude. I believe today is the last day of this situation in Jesus' name. And as I go forward, I amend spirit, soul, and body, financially, uh, maritally, uh, physically, whatever way. Hallelujah. Wake up in the morning and, whoa, how do I remember those things now? Wake up in the morning, hey, I don't need these anymore. Amen. I give you tons of testimony. I shared once before, and it just resonates in my heart. Every guest speaker that we had come through here, Chip Brim, Candace Brim, Jerry Savell, all these different people would be dead had they not taken that step of faith. And God, I mean, Chip and Candace, well, they both had strokes and, and this and that. And somehow the arrangement was made and this was in place and that was in place. And the, at the end it was like, had you not this and this, then you would be dead. Yeah. Jerry Savell too, he had a stroke. And, and all he could say is no. So his son-in-law walked in there and uh, all he could say is no and I think Obama. That's all he could say. No and Obama. He's laying in bed. The faith man, man of God, spoke for years the power of faith. Now he's got a situation. What do you do? I renounce everything I spoke. No, not a thousand times. He laid there, and all he could say is no. So, <laughs> uh, oh, or was it yes? One or the other. It was no. And so his son-in-law walks in there, and he says, uh, no, I thought it was yes, because his son, it was yes. All he could say is yes. So his son-in-law walks in and he says, so, uh, Jerry, are you going to give me your 67 Corvette? All of a sudden he could say no. <laughs> and it broke that thing. 
what was that? From yes, yes, yes to no, I'm not giving you that. He said, he's healed, he's good. And he walked into his garage and he says, I'm not coming out of this garage until I can start every motorcycle and every car that's in here. Just made a decision. This mind shall not remain in that condition. And he, he says, basically, don't, don't, I'm not coming out until I start everything. And he started every vehicle and every motorcycle. Just what? As he went, I'm sure he gave glory to God as he went back. But as he went, he gave glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Here's what the can I Can you look up um, in your Bible? Do you have your Bible with you? Okay, look up Hebrews chapter 12. Mine, I underlined it in dark blue. How dumb is that? <laughs> so I can't, I can't read it. But um, just laid on a chair there. Hallelujah. So I'm calling this here the uh, strip to flip. Strip to flip is what the, and no, I'm not going to go for another 10 minutes. Two more minutes, five more minutes, we'll be done. And so there's strip, stripping that happened. Let's go to in um, Philippians chapter 2. Oh, I love this here. This is, this is why fall in love with the Savior in such a way the Savior that came to earth was rejected by men. He came to his own. His own didn't receive him. But today at Victory Life, I want to receive him, love him, and everything that glorifies him, I want a part of. In Philippians chapter 2, Verse 7, it says, But he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant slave in that he became like men and was born a human being. He did that for me. God came down. God came down and stripped himself of certain privileges and rights that made him a God stripped himself so he could identify with you and me. And so in, um, let me just get that. Uh, Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, then, Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, then, since we have surrounded ourselves by a great cloud of witnesses, who have borne testimony of the truth. Let us strip off and throw aside every incumbent's unnecessary weight and that sin which so readily defies and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steadfast uh, active persistence the appointed course and the race that I have set before you. Thank God that we, like Bartimaeus, get to throw off our old life. He didn't go back to the street. He had his sight. He could get his accounting job back if that's what he had. He could go back to his family without shame, provide for them whatever career he had. He could go to men's breakfast. He could go to church again. He could do everything. Not going back. I'm stripping my, my thing off. I'm not going to be a beggar anymore. There's a guy at Tim Hortons the other day, and I'm going to have a conversation with him. He's a well-spoken man. And 
and he's going, he paces back and forth asking the people for money. On, just on the side there with Glenmore Tim Hortons. Well-spoken man. And I, I feel it my duty. I should have done it the other day because uh, I didn't give him money when he asked for money. Because I, I, we do support poor people. But I believe that man has a calling of some kind on his life. He is so well-spoken and kind and, that, and he needs to get off that, throw off that coat and the cigarettes, throw it off and uh, fulfill what is in his life. And so um, without a conversation, it's useless. He'll still be in that position. I want to give him something to think about. And not in an angry way, you know, you bums, you get a job, all that. But in a loving way where you could actually say, you know what? Every time you talk to me and ask me for something, I realize you have a gifting on the inside. You are well, sp- you know, like, so the point that you kindle a fire underneath him that he throws off by his own choice that coat of uh, being a beggar. Amen? Hallelujah. That's our job. Speak the truth in love. And because I didn't think I could do that quite clearly uh, yesterday, yes, when I met him the other day, I, I didn't think I had a, a, a conversation uh, in me that would, would actually be edifying. And so just walk away until uh, an appointed time to do that. So we strip ourselves off all the things. Let me, oh, shoot, I closed that. All right, there's another one in, uh, go to Colossians. We strip ourselves because we have a race to run. Colossians, and we're going to close with this here, chapter 3. Again, we are no better than Barnabas if we don't, uh, uh, sitting on the side of the road or going back to the beggarly elements of this world. The Bible says, even, even uh, in Galatians, Paul says, who has bewitched you? You started with Jesus, and now you're back to the beggarly things of this world. What did he do? And so, what happened? What, that was their job. Monday through Saturday, whenever, to get in the Word of God, to get into this new life. Nobody's going to get it but you. And so, watch this here in Colossians chapter 3, 8. It says, but now put away and rid yourselves completely of all the things, anger, rage, bad feelings towards others, curses, slander, and foul mouth abuse, and shamefully utterances from your lips. And do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old coat, like uh, uh, Bartimaeus, the unregenerated self with its evil practices. So you got to get off the sidewalk. You get to walk towards Jesus, son of David. Cleanse my lips, you know. Jesus, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you start putting off those things that trip you up. And having clothed yourself with a new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image and the likeness of him who created it. Hallelujah. And we put on just like some, well, think of the simple uh, Isaiah chapter 61. Uh, um, Instead of the uh, garment of heaviness, he's giving you a, a garment of praise, the oil and jo- of joy and beauty instead of the garment of, of, you know, a broken, heavy spirit. Every day you put it on. 
You put on that, you know, good talking and the good mouth. Evil is negative unbelief. But you get to put on, put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your hands to God. What are we doing? We're glorifying. We're coming off the sidewalk. We're coming off in Jesus' name. We're coming off. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you right now, the enemy will come and say, yeah, but he doesn't know you. He doesn't know your secret life. He doesn't know what you thought yesterday or what you Googled the other day. He is, you know, just a, a, a pastor or whatever. He, you know who you are. Say, shut up, devil. I am that new creature in Christ Jesus. I don't care what my parents said about me. There's words in German that my, my dad spoke and I'm like, well, what does that mean? I, I have no idea what that even meant. <laughs> whatever they said, whatever your uncle said, whatever your aunt said, whatever your relative said, it's over. It's over because you came off the sidewalk and threw it off. It's over. It's over. You're in the presence of the Lord. And who knows, Jesus may have given, given him a robe or somebody in the crowd given him a decent robe to warm his body. Who knows? But he put on a garment of praise, I guarantee you, after, after seeing with his eyes. Not going back to the beggarly elements of this world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's like watching wrestling. Ever back when you could actually watch wrestling? They had, you know, the Brute and Sean Regan and some of these guys. The big Brute. We actually saw him live in Prince George. It was kind of interesting. They were actually still wrestling. Not the cr stuff you see nowadays. I was just going to say something. But, but you can't watch it anymore. It's, it's anyways, back then... My dad and I, we'd sit there at midnight watching this on from Sunday night. And, and uh, it was chintzy, but it was real. And you could see, you know, a guy gets pinned on the mat. And the guy's on him. One, two, up comes the shoulder. And they have to start, start to count over again. One, two, up comes the shoulder again. Just not letting go. And you may feel that way in your life. I'm, I'm, you know, you could have some slammed off the ropes or whatever. And one, two, you seem to be behind the eight ball. But I have word for you that you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Jesus, Jesus, Son of David, Messiah, Jesus, healer, safety, soundness, deliverance, and security. Jesus. One guy says, we don't just go to church and shop and do all these different things. It's all in the same sentence. Jesus and church are here. Everything else is here. I want the results that a sold-off life that strips off the coat of poverty, sickness, and disease that, that was assigned by Jesus in Psalm 23, Isaiah chapter 60, Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 3. I'm putting on that garment of praise. Said that heavy burden spirit. I'm putting on the life of Christ. I don't want anger to rule me and, and ill temper and all these kind of things, which bring spiritual things to a complete halt again. All those sins are weights. How many is going to run with an engine block chained to your hips? Try to run a 10, you know, the 100 yard dash. You have an engine block chained to your hips. You'll still be moving, but you'll be definitely in last place. 
Hallelujah. You get my point. Anyways, you're watching online. You've never heard of Jesus or you've heard of Jesus. Maybe you use him as a swear word or whatever it is. Stop it today. You can come to the Father um, uh, through uh, Jesus Christ, who is the only way to salvation. So that's, there's a simple prayer, Romans 10, 9, 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Let's do that together. Let's get in the door. Make Jesus the Lord. Now, again, I can't force you. Your parrot might parrot this, these words after me, but it doesn't mean nothing if it doesn't come from a heart that believes. But if it believes, if your heart believes, say this with me. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe that you rose again and that I rose with you. I confess you now as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving me. Forgive me for all my sins. I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Old things are away. Every, everything's passed away. Old things. And all things have been made new. That's what salvation does. Anyways, you can call us at 250 Well, let's stand up. If you do need prayer after the service, make sure to come to the front and we'll agree with you and, and lay hands on you. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and what happens? They shall, they shall recover. And that doesn't have to be that you have to come to the front. There's people, believers, all of you, I believe, are believers in here. If there's somebody next to you that needs prayer, you lay hands on them and just, just pray and, and believe God that... Um, He's working, he's working, he's working, amen? Amen. Well, let's say our, our confession uh, just in closing, and then, then we'll do the announcements after. I am what God said. Amen, amen. Well, you can be seated again, and I'll go into the announcements. If you're giving this morning the container uh, for blessing is over there uh, there's offering envelopes as well just uh, fill those out make sure it's clear name address all of that uh, Uh, starting today is week of prayer. We always do the first full week of every month as week of prayer. Are all of you receiving the emails? If you're not, make sure to see me so that we can add you to that. Every morning, I think it's like at 1 o'clock in the morning, because some of you get up, don't know what to do with yourselves, check your emails this week. There's the, the prayer um, focus for, for that day. 
It goes right through till Saturday. We have prayer here at the church on Wednesday. Say prayer here, 7 o'clock. Yep. Then um, the different Bible studies, check the bulletin Tuesday and Fridays. And then men's breakfast, all you men, 9 o'clock, Saturday morning at Tim Hortons at Orchard Park Mall. Okay, 9 a.m., say 9 a.m., Tim Hortons. That's on Saturday. And other than that, uh, everything else is in the bulletin. Just grab that. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have any questions, phone numbers are there. We moved the offices. Thank you again for those of you that moved and helped move that. You can come visit us during the week. We're over at the New Life Center. The address is here um, on the bulletin. If you look at the back, it's, it's uh, number 103-2041 Harvey. So signage should be up this week. It shouldn't be an issue to find us, but come visit us. And uh, we'd love to see you. But again, if you need prayer this morning, make sure to make your way to the front or ask somebody next to you, say, hey, would you just pray with me? Amen. Well, God bless you. Let's stand again. <laughs> Father, I just thank you for every single one in this place this morning. Father, just as they, they leave today, we just bless them. Bless them. That favor goes before them. Whatever it is that they're uh, doing today, 